Today's podcast is brought to you by RetouchUp.com. RetouchUp wants to be your photo editing partner. They help you streamline your workflow to keep you doing what you do best, shooting, selling, or just enjoying life. Be sure and listen later in the show for how you can receive a special discount code from RetouchUp.com. You are listening to the Photobomb Podcast with the world's greatest photographers, Boo Ray and Gary. Welcome to the Photobomb Podcast. My name is Boo Ray Perry, and joining me as always is Gary Hughes. I have a proclamation. <laughs> okay. That's such a great start. Okay. Great start go, to the go, show. Just go. Call, call the cut by proclamation. All right. Disney is a horrible, disgusting, and beautiful place. Okay. It's, it's, and, uh, but the proclamation is this. Disney would be 27% more enjoyable if they would just put lines on the ground telling people what side of the pathway to walk on. Okay. All right. This is the sort of thing that I this is the sort of thing I would absolutely be in favor of. Right. And and why wouldn't you because you're not a madman because let me tell you we went there last night. We went to Disney Springs because they do this beautiful it's Christmas is just gorgeous there. I don't know if you've been it used to be called Downtown Disney, and it used to have like that like cesspool of, of adult desperation that was Pleasure Island. Sure. And then now they've converted to Disney Springs because like why should you have to leave Disney to shop at uh, you know right an outlet the, mall basically Disney Springs is like a giant outlet mall. But they have some incredible restaurants, and they have some. But they you know they have lots of shopping now, and they have some. By the way, I have to also say Disney Springs no longer has the void. Remember, we went and we did virtual. Right, right. It's gone. It's been. There's no reason to have the void, dude. I, I have a freaking headset I paid three hundred dollars for that's better than the void. Okay, right in so the other room. I just I was I, shooting I, zombies in Arizona this weekend while you were, you know. It's it's okay that the void is gone, but to, to the experience of doing virtual reality Star Wars with you it was fun. Yeah, will be always cool. be near and dear to yeah, my heart. It's very cool. But you can still do virtual reality Star Wars, but you can do it in the comfort of your own but, home. But to get to with see you, yeah, to get to see you, just with all that gear on in your natural warlike state, just to see yes. you the way that God intended, you know, with a laser gun. With a virtual reality rig on and a harness, yeah. and yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. I mean, mm. you just—it's—it's it's just an inspirational thing. It'll, it'll I, have a pi- I have a picture on my refrigerator of me and my family when we went up there and did it. I took my family up there. What, what did you do with the, the picture of us from 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 the void? Did, did that, I get the picture of us? I thought you had the picture of us. Did that that didn't make it to your fridge, huh? Uh, no, it did that. No, I don't know. The fridge is only family gear. Oh, there's only there's only. Let me first of all, let me point this out. My wife doesn't like stuff on the refrigerator. Nor do I. But not, I think not by the way, not the refrigerator, but the refrigerator. The refrigerator, yeah, because it, it doesn't it doesn't refrigerate things. It refrigerates yeah. them in the first place. Yeah, she yeah. doesn't like she doesn't like stuff on the refrigerator. So I really have no control over go, what goes up there. She put our void picture up there, and I'm like, oh look, a picture. How great is that? But I'm I'm not allowed to put anything on the refrigerator. I have small children, and and our and our fridge is typically an homage to all of the crap that they make. Well, we used to have that too. Yeah. We had yeah. that we had that too. But if it was up to me, the refrigerator would be covered in 
you know, magnets from places that we've been. I, I used to have a magnet collection. That was my thing. Every place I went, you know, I would get a little magnet when we went there. And I had this all these magnets. And I wanted to have them all on the refrigerator, on the side, or on the front, in chronological order. You would always, whenever you looked at your refrigerator, you'd be able to see all the places that you went. And oh, she absolutely kiboshed that idea right off the bat. Wow. She's I, like, no. I, I, have a, I have a collection, too, when I travel. I, do, I have a very special tradition. My wife collects Christmas ornaments. Right. So whenever we go on a secret, so our tree is covered in memories, which is kind of, you know, kind of beautiful. Right. I, myself, every place that I go, I collect a hangover. That's, and that's, yeah. that's my I collection. That yeah, I do that, I do, which is great. You know, I've had hangovers, yes. so some, of the, some great hangovers. In I, have, I have thrown up in, in, in wonderful countries. It's funny that you should mention throwing up because this is this is this is Disney. We're talking about Disney Springs again, so we're down to okay, Disney but, Springs. But, but before we get way down the line, though, I I love the idea of let's put a line down the thing and people walk on the correct side. First of all, then people wouldn't. I feel you'd be even more annoyed if there was a line because people wouldn't do that, and that would just really really take you off. You don't you know think what it I mean? because I'm telling you what the, the definition. Bill Burr's got a it's great not bit. Japan. People don't just just decide to do things orderly and in a civilized fashion in America. That's true because it's not the way we work here. We're a bunch of disgusting animals. But I feel like that people have forgotten how to be in large groups and like it's worse than it worse than it was before the yeah. pandemic, because it's just a bunch of people and hoverounds and like fanny packs and people wearing ironic, like obscure Disney quote T-shirts, three sizes too small. With a backpack, 10 sizes too small, just looking around with their mouth open and stopping in the middle of a thoroughfare. Oh, and don't I don't have time stop. for this. Stop. I don't, don't have time for this. And people walking in the wrong direction and like going against the flow of traffic. Or, or my, my, my favorite is a group of five people walking side by side yes. in a line. Yeah, all way, the way walking down. slowly. Slowly, side by side. Well, this is why if I lived. This is why if I lived in New York, I would kill people because New Yorkers will tell you that one of the things that New Yorkers just just sets them off is people who walk to the stop the top of the subway stairs when they're exiting the subway, and then the minute they walk to the top of the stairs onto the street, they stop mm. right there where and everyone else is coming up the stairs trying to get off the subway. I would kill people. If I lived in New York, who did that? It's and really I'm, easy. And, I'm, and no, my family's not aware of it at all. Like I said, we, we went down to do the thing in St. Pete last week, and and we were, and I would just step aside and walk over and hug the wall. And I was just, I'll be over here when you guys decide what you're going to do because I can't be part of this. You've all decided to stop in the middle of traffic of and block the world. I can't be a part of that. Well, you've got, <laughs> have, you you've know, got standards. I have you've scruples, got yes. and I can't be the person who is standing out there <laughs> blocking traffic. So I'll be over here by the water fountain. And you just let me know when you're ready to move. The, the level of tension, like it just makes my skin crawl. Yeah, level of I'm tension uncomfortable. The, the minute, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't. I can't do it. So, so here's here's what happened. Uh, we we go to Disney Springs, and they've got a Christmas tree hunt, which is great. So they've got like 14 or 16 Christmas trees, each decorated for a different Disney property. And as an aside, I will tell you, the worst Christmas tree was the Disney Plus Christmas tree. It was literally just like a bunch of miniature posters for all the Disney shows yeah, on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> but see, I like that Disney does this because they used to do it in the park, too. They had the magic mirror thing. Remember the magic mm -hmm, mirror thing? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Where you got collectible cards and you held them up at a certain spot in the park. There'd be like a window, just like a window. And so you'd hold up and suddenly the window would change and there'd be this animation and a story and it would send you to the next window and you had to go find it. Right, and yeah. I loved it because... You know, the park is boring pretty much for me at this point, and this gave me something to do. It was a scavenger hunt, so I like that they do this, and now that you've told me about this at Disney Springs, yeah, uh, we may go visit that because we usually go for a very Merry Christmas every year. 
Well, if you go into any of the stores, and we parked in the orange parking garage and came out by the, the three-story monstrosity that is the Coca-Cola store, um, the, or, or as I call it, Diabetes Plaza. Yeah. And so we go to Diabetes Plaza, and they give you a map, and it's got all the little locations where the trees are, and then a bunch of stickers that correspond to the trees that you, when you find it, you sure. identify which one is which, and then you turn it in at the end, and they give you a prize. It's really great for... Like everyone but my family. It's not great for because it's like, first of all, Charlie, my two-year-old, immediately took all the stickers off and just stuck them all over the stroller. You know, and the, and Ellie, Ellie wasn't feeling well, my oldest. And so <laughs> I think that she ate something bad because she snuck a bunch of candy into a lunchbox and brought it with her in the car. And so we got to Disney Springs and she was immediately sick. So I took her to the bathroom. I was like, maybe she has to go potty. And we go there. And so a couple of trips to the bathroom. We're walking back to the rest of the family. And right in the middle, and I'm telling you, this is a packed evening at Disney Springs. There are hundreds and hundreds of people around. And she just stops and she says, Daddy, I need to go back to the bathroom right now. I go, what's And then she puts her her hand up in front of her mouth. Oh, vomit between her fingers. And and immediately, I tell you what. The spray pattern. But if I could vomit on command, because it cleared a path for us like you would not believe. (laughs) Nothing nothing will clear a path like that. Then a child vomiting. And then I was like, okay, all right. So I look around, and there's no one working that I could see, because I'd be like, I don't want people stepping in it. and being. I I hate being that guy. I I don't like this stuff. I don't want to be the person that has her kid puke and then just walks away from it. So like I take Ellie to walk her over to like a planter area where if she has to puke again, she can puke in the bushes. And so I'm like, stay here for a second. And then she pukes on the way right in the front of a coffee bar on the ground where the line is forming. And and, you know, here to her credit, she is such a trooper. She doesn't cry. She doesn't scream. She just freezes. She doesn't touch anything. She's just holding her her vomit covered hands out in front of her. It's in her. And by the way, this is girl dad life. The first thing I did when I saw she was vomiting, instead of I just grabbed her hair and I pulled it back into a ponytail. That's that's girl dad life. I was holding her hair while she puked. That's that's my job now. And so I set her over by this planter and i go over to the coffee shop i'm like can you tell somebody from the cast that there's two big piles of vomit out here i was like i gotta take my kid to the bathroom get her cleaned up and i can't stand around and direct traffic around this but i'm sorry i'm really really sorry this happened but i have to take her so anyway so that was great and then she's immediately of course because she yacked up everything that was in her body uh she felt better and then it feels great yeah and then all of a sudden everybody's hungry and so here we are it's dinner time and there's a new restaurant. Uh, the the it's it's basically like a chicken finger restaurant that was created by uh, international sensation Guy Fieri. You remember Guy Fieri? Sure. He's the, uh, the with the spiky hair and the loud shirts from Hot Topic or whatever. And the line for Chicken Guy is the name of this restaurant. The line is an hour long for Chicken Guy. And so my it's wife, great, be- great name by the way for the restaurant. Chicken Guy. His name is yeah. Guy. It's Chicken Guy. Yeah, it's not bad. No, yeah, chicken I mean, guy. I've heard good things, uh, but I'm not, there's no way on earth I'm going to wait an hour for some chicken fingers. It's just not going to happen. Uh, okay, but- this is just this right now. I'm going to make a reference that like if maybe one person is going to get this reference, and if you get this reference, uh, please comment in our Facebook group that you understand and got this reference. Go into the Bombardier's Lounge. Yeah, here it is. Go into the Bombardier's Lounge on Facebook because I want to see if anyone gets this reference. Chicken guy. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. Bum, 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 bum. That's it. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Uh, I know I you didn't get it, but I, nope. did, but I think maybe there might be one or two people out there who got it. And if they did, they'll be like, oh, I know what that, I know why he did that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, I, I'm I I for one am just excited to find out what happens with this this little twist in the story. So my wife discovers, and th- and this is this is besides the thing that please Disney put arrows on the ground so that it, it'll, it'll at least just make me feel better that they're trying. Right now they're not trying. It's just bedlam and it's awful. Uh, but uh, the place was beautiful. Everything was great in, except for my daughter yakking all over the place and the line for chicken guy. And my wife, who's very intelligent, discovers that there are certain places in Disney Springs. You can order your food on the Disney app. Okay. And then, so you order it, and by the time you walk over there, your food's ready and you have a table. It's brilliant. It's called a virtual line or a virtual queue, right? And so here's the deal. We get in the virtual queue while standing in line for Chicken Guy, kind of like a who's going who's gonna to do it first. And then I realized, well, at first I thought, wow, what a clever idea. All they have done at Disney with the virtual queue is they've allowed you to wait in line, to not wait in line, so that you can also wait in line for another thing at the same time. And right now, so waiting in multiple lines at the same time. So the Imagineers and all the geniuses behind everything that goes on at Disney have discovered how, instead of you spending thousands and thousands of dollars to go to this absolute disaster of a crowded, hot, horrible place to be where everything's way too expensive they figured out how to trick you into being happy about waiting in two lines at once and i just think that's brilliant i just think that that's genius i just think that, <laughs> i just i just well, Disney's, they're the king of lines they, they're always like on the cutting edge of figuring out how to do this stuff right yeah but like now they've gotten rid of fast passes and now it's called gd plus or something and you have to pay for it although here's here and here's the the conclusion at the end of the night because we ended up getting in the virtual queue for santa and so we got to visit with Santa last night, which was pretty nice. Heck of a heck of a Santa at Disney Springs, by the way. He he looked great. He looked like he's the, the stress of the holidays aren't getting to him at all. He was very very gracious with my children. But the um, the 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 take home was this: sometimes you think about these experiences that luxury brands offer, like Disney. So for like thirty thousand dollars, you can get someone to take you around the park and skip all the lines and have this incredible experience. I realized that if I had the, the expendable cash to do something like that, my God, would it be worth it? My God, would it absolutely, and I can absolutely see why people pay to do it, and, you know, especially if you've got a large group of people. There's no, there, there's no way I wouldn't do it if I had the, it well, would be uh, completely worth it for me. Uh, Six Flags uh, does their thing, their fast pass thing is pay to play. And it's called a flash Universal pass. as well. And there's, like, and there's like three different levels. And if if you get the most expensive level, it more than doubles the price of your ticket in the park. Right. And but you walk onto everything. Yeah, I would absolutely do that. A hundred percent. Like if you're if you're in Minnesota and you're going to go on a once in a lifetime Disney vacation, you've already saved, you know, ten thousand dollars to take your family right. to the parks for a few days. Just hang tight, save some more money, and then get the best version of the the, the pass. Like because it, it's just I just can't like I. So there's I, nothing I, about it that, it that 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 hurts your sense of of democracy and fair play that we're all the same at Disney World regardless of how much money we make on the outside world. Bure, I'm pretty much sure that we don't live in communist. No, we don't. China. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying there's there's, there's no little twinge of that where you're like but what about the people who have saved really hard to go to Disney World and 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 they can only scrape together enough to take to finally take their family to Disney World and they get to stand in line for three hours while the rich people don't? Well, those people should read a book and maybe buy like buy some Bitcoin. Okay. Like, okay. like, like that's, all right, I'm just asking. <laughs> buy some Bitcoin and then then go to Disney next year. You'll be fine. Like you'll you'll have a much better time. No, I I get it. 
but like they the the the, the thing is that disney does the best version of everything it's the cleanest nicest sure. friendliest best the best version of a th- uh, by the way theme parks to me across the board are horrible and i'm not interested in going at all ever for any reason i don't enjoy theme parks i never really have but Disney does the very best version of the thing. It's just getting over the years. There used to be days where you could go to Disney and they're just like, oh, it's not too crowded today. It's going to be nice. Right. But that never happens anymore. No. Like it's just packed all the time and it's completely unenjoyable for me for the most part. And maybe that's exacerbated by the fact that I've got three small children running around, grabbing everything off of shelves and like wanting to do everything or puking in the middle of a thoroughfare. When you're like, standing in the virtual line, is there a way for your child to virtually throw up? I think that that's a feature they should put in. <laughs> if we could get that out of the way in ones and zeros, yeah, I'd be, I'd be pretty okay saying, with right? it. That'd be fine. Yeah, I'd be <laughs> To complete the whole illusion of the being in line. The good news is we were standing in line virtually while my daughter was puking her guts out. So that worked out pretty well. Yeah, Although I have, to, I have to give a shout out to uh, Miguel, who was the bartender at the Wolfgang Puck restaurant, who gave me a free ginger ale for my daughter oh, well, uh, when I went in there. Nice. Yeah, you know, I was there cool. when they opened that restaurant. I met Wolfgang. Did you? Yeah, I when they opened, um, what was it, uh, Animal Kingdom? I was there as a disc jockey, opening, to, doing my show live, and they had us all set up our morning shows right there, uh, you know, on the main drag uh, of uh, Disney Springs at the time, downtown Disney. And Wolfgang came around and was on people's shows and giving people out free pizza and all that kind of stuff. I met Wolfgang. I met uh, Mickey and Minnie. The people who do the voices of Mickey and Minnie. They're mm-hmm. a married couple at the time, not then, not anymore. I met them. I met uh, Denise Austin. They just had all these celebrities. Uh, Regis and Kathy Lee were there. Uh, you know, all kinds of stuff. They, but, and let me tell you, Disney knows how to treat you when they do a thing like that. Like, all expenses paid. Every day when I went back to my room, there was a new gift waiting for me. You know, it was, yeah. What, it was what, were, the, nice. what were the gifts? Oh, like the, I got, there was like a, a safari vest thing, you know, because it was all a, a, it themed around that part. Tell me you still have that vest. No, I don't. I, I, I don't. I don't still have it. I don't know what I did with it. I think I gave it away or something. Oh, I, I wish I had kept all that stuff somewhere. Yeah. But uh, boy, they just and, and we got into the park the day before it opened and we got a private guy just to walk the two of us to walk us through the whole park the day before it opened and so we could see everything. And, and, and so we're walking through the park and it's hard, there's no one there. And we're walking across the bridge and I look up and here comes Drew Carey. And we're like, hey, Drew. He's hey, guys. <laughs> and he's come bopping by, you know, with some amazingly hot girl. And this is back when Drew Carey's show was on ABC, which was owned by Disney. And uh, so it was really cool. And then the day the park opened, when they actually did the thing, like I said, everybody was there. The Today Show was there. Reaches and Kathy Lee were there. Me and about 30 other morning shows were there. So the tour guide, I want to know your particular tour guide. If they've got all these celebrities in the park, and they've got all the tour guides in a room, and they're organizing. But they're like, "Okay, everybody, today you get your celebrity assignments. Yeah. <laughs> you get you get Pure and Anna in the morning. You get Drew Carey. Wait a minute. Well, you get Regis and Kathy <laughs> Lee. You're gonna get Usher. Um, uh, you're gonna get yeah. the president and vice president and their families. And uh, Tom, uh, you're gonna get uh, Pure and Anna in the morning. From, from I still have a- the picture of us underneath because they they built these giant signs for each of us to go in front of our table when we were doing our morning show, and I still have a picture of us in front of that sign. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, mean, I shook and I uh, shook uh, shook 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 Michael Eisner's hand. It was a great trip all the way around. And and they had private they had private they closed down uh, downtown Disney and then reopened it just for us. So it was just the radio people. And they had huge outdoor stages. One of them was uh, was like rock and roll. One of them was country. So like on the country stage, Lone Star. Over here on the rock and roll stage, uh, uh, Brian Setzer and Pat Benatar. 
And then on the wow. main stage, Usher comes out and does some numbers, followed by uh, David Copperfield, who came out and, and did a bit and used me in the bit. Oh, man. Yes. The, the life of Boo Ray Perry. Yeah, Good it was God. amazing. It was, I mean, do you just, Disney, they do it, man. If they do it, they do it. Yeah, well, if you're going to be a bear, be a grizzly bear. That's yeah. what I say. You know, absolutely. Yeah. Dude, that's, uh, that's fantastic. I just, um, I just can't help thinking about the sad, sad look on the face of that tour guy. You know, I just, it's just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it was an older gentleman, but this is a good, another thing about Disney that you, you see about the people who work at Disney. We're walking through the park, there's no one there. And he spots like a plastic cup on the ground, seven, eight feet to the left. And while he's talking to us, he just walks over, picks up that cup, goes over, puts it in a trash can, comes back to us and keeps going. And I was just like, that's Disney. Oh, what I do have to, this is how busy Disney Springs was last night. I, I walked back by the vomit piles about 20 minutes afterward and they were still there. Really? Which is very unusual. Well, they have, they have fallen down a little bit. I mean, my father used to say when we would go to Disney now in the modern day, he would be like, well, this wouldn't have happened when Walt was alive, you know, because, because they were very strict, you know, about making sure everything was perfect. First of all, who says Walt isn't alive? That's true. That's valid. His head is somewhere, I'm pretty sure. You know that I did a job for Blue Origin last week, right? Oh, that's right. We haven't talked about that. Yeah. Did, you get, did you get, was Bezos there? Listen, I'm not going to lie to you. He wasn't there. Oh. But there was a guy who looked a lot like him. And I, <laughs> That's close and, enough. And, 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 and it was, he looked enough like him. I'll send you a picture. He looked enough like him that I was like, would Jeff Bezos come to this conference like incognito? You know, like with right. a, you know, because he was, a, he was a, a slight bald man, probably just about the same age, very similar features. And he had a, a mask on because everybody at this conference was, was wearing masks. And I was like, the mask would be the perfect opportunity to do some undercover boss stuff and come in here and like hear what people are saying about him. I'm like, I bet you, I bet you he would totally do that. Turns out, no, his name was Larry Tate and he was, it was a really, he was a nice guy, but definitely not Jeff Bezos. Uh, But I mean, no, but I did get to go into the Kennedy space center visitors complex before they opened two hours before they opened, And I was literally like the only person in there. And I don't know if you've ever been there and stood next to all of those rocket ships, those the just the rocket garden where they have I don't know if they're the originals or probably not originals but replicas of all the all the classic milestone rockets in space travel. I and haven't been. I we I've been wanting to go uh, forever, but I haven't been. And how do you live in Florida I, as long well, as you've lived and not go to Kennedy I know, Space Center? I, yeah, and unfortunately, I think it's going to be a long, long time. Why, why, why is that? Oh. <laughs> Because you're a rocket man. Thank you. <laughs> I, I'm like, second. really, it really? A second. Really? Like, there was like a three second delay. And, uh, nice, All nice. Right. I see done. But uh, yeah, anyway, it was very, very cool. I got to learn a lot about Blue Origin and their plans for space tourism and the other cool stuff. And, and my my general opinion is because this was their supplier meeting, and they brought in all these different people who make things that go into their equipment. Okay. And so uh, they basically were like presenting to all these people who make these different machine parts and fuels and all these other things. And they're like, this is what our plans are. And man, they got their stuff together. They just really, it was a room full of very smart people. But but I do have to say, besides one guy who was terrific, all these rocket scientists and engineers, not the best presenters. <laughs> Yeah, well, no. <laughs> it was a little like... Rocket uh, science is not the life of the party. Yeah, but you're talking about sending people into space and yeah, but still, it's all math, man. You're, you just live in the world of math. You're an engineer. Oh, dude. And, and, they, and they would say something that was incredibly exciting, but in a way that would make you want to kill yourself. Like, right. it was. I've never seen anything like it. They're like, and these are the 
the modules that we're going to use and they're going to duplicate not only as delivery capsules for uh, people landing on the moon, but we'll be able to convert them into solar panels once we're there so that we don't waste equipment. It's both environmentally sound and practical. And you're like, <laughs> wait, so you've got a rocket ship that turns into a solar array? Just say I've got a rocket ship that turns into a solar array. Why are you saying it like that? It was, but it was very, very, very cool. And I, and I learned a lot. And I got a free Blue Origin hat. Actually, they gave, oh, me one of the ex, they gave me one of the extra swag bags, which was pretty cool. And it had one of Jeff Bezos' teeth in it. So that was actually well, pretty cool. Well, that's a bonus. Not like his new teeth, like his original teeth. They're actually giving away the teeth before he got the veneer. So that was gotcha. actually, it was pretty cool. So I'm unlike your... Your your safari vest. I'm going to keep that. I will, and I'm going to take. I'm going to make a necklace out of it. So there you have it. Anyway, so it was pretty cool. I just I, since I mentioned it on the show, I thought I'd follow up. It was fun. Learned a lot. And the 24 to 105 f4 uh, RF lens for the Canon mirrorless system. I used it 90 percent of the time for the whole conference, and it was excellent. It is a great great lens. Uh, I missed being able to go to 28 a little bit, so I had to push the ISO on some of the event images especially when we're outside at the cocktail party and stuff but man i was pushing to iso 12,000 and some, you know in a couple of cases 20,000 and the images look perfectly good like really just fine on the r5 so um i, I was a little worried i was going to miss the f28 but i didn't really uh and the 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 focusing the focal length is just so great for corporate events uh i'm, I'm pretty happy i'm gonna make a video for youtube about this lens and how I'm using it and what I like and don't like about it. So, uh, but yeah, the RF 24 to 105, uh, save a thousand bucks. If it's a focal length for like events and you don't do a ton of them, it's a really useful lens to not have to change cameras and lenses constantly. So really digging it so far. All right, cool. Before we go on to the other thing, we have to talk a little bit about what's coming up in, uh, when is it? March? No, we have to talk about two things that are coming up. First of all, I wanted to talk about before we get into the, the, the scant photography news, although I got a couple of good stories is, um, Imaging USA is coming up. This is coming up in January. Uh, for those of you who haven't been to Imaging USA before or are planning on going, I'm going to be speaking, teaching a pre-con class, an all-day class, an intro to off-camera flash. And Bure is going to be doing his thing, which is being the face of Imaging USA, doing IUSA Live all over the place. So we're basically going to be there the entire time. Uh, and we, are we, we going to do a, a Bombardier's meetup, you think? Would you like to do a Bombardier's meetup? If it's possible, but you have to remember that I'm I'm usually from 7 a.m. to 7 at night running and gunning the whole time. Right, so 5.30 in the I'm, morning. I'm actually not even coming in until Sunday morning. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, I have a bar mitzvah Saturday night. Well, I'll be there Thursday because I have it to teach on Friday. But um, and then I then I don't have anything else to do the rest of the time. So this would be great. So I'm looking yeah. forward to it. But You're doing pre-con and then you're free. Right, yeah. So the, uh, yeah, I'm uh, not speaking this year. Right. I put in to speak, but I was not graced with a speaking spot. Well, you know, I think it's I think it's anybody who doesn't want you to speak, it's their loss. I think, uh, you know, you just I was found wanting. Best. I was yeah, found, wanting found wanting in the speaking well, area. And by contrast, if you go to the if you click on speakers, uh, or if you go to the imagingusa.org and you scroll down, the it says in demand speakers and it, they use my picture. Yeah. Right. So there you go. So you're you're in demand, and uh, they want you, and and I'm uh, I'm old and busted. I'm so in demand. Uh, but uh, yeah, clearly, clearly in demand. And a great photo that I've used before from Alex, the photo guy out of Atlanta. We love Alex, the photo guy. He's awesome. Uh, but anyway, go to imagingusa.org. Uh, I have been seeing updates on their social media that the hotel is sold is is getting really close to being sold out. And this is at the Gaylord in uh, just outside DC. 
And this is a hotel where everything's kind of all in one place. It's pretty cool. But PPA has lowered the price of Imaging USA. I think the early bird is done where it was $59, but it's still $99 for all three days. You can actually get free passage to the trade show, but the $99 gets you access to all the education. In addition to that, there if you book a room at the hotel, PPA has uh, a, the board of directors of PPA approved this. They're going to be subsidizing $49 a night for your hotel room in the host hotel. So if the room rate is whatever it is, let's say it's one ninety nine a night. When you check out, that subsidy will be applied and it will only have been like one four one fifty a night or whatever. Yeah, PPA so is not going to make any money this year. No, they are not going to make any money. They lose money on Imaging USA, I think, most years. But this year it's going to be, woo, because, man, they are just giving the whole show away. They lowered the price of trade show boosts this year to make sure that the trade show is packed with awesome vendors. And it's going to have, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be like a return to like a, a family reunion. It's going to be awesome. So if you aren't, um, if you aren't planning on going, give it a look. And if you are, uh, let us know in the Bombardiers Lounge if you would like to have a meetup of the photo- of the Bombardiers. I think that we could probably figure something out to get together for a cocktail one of those evenings. So just go ahead and post that in the Bombardiers Lounge if you want to meet up. Next, before we go on our photography news, I just want to reiterate that I am this close to launching the site, the live booking site for Inside Out 2022. This is going to be the very first conference that Boo Ray and I are putting on together. By conference, I mean it's just a workshop with the Yeah, I was going to say conference? Yeah, it's, it's a conference. No, it's going to be uh, hanging out, learning, uh, and having a great time in sunny Orlando, Florida, when the rest of the country is a frozen wasteland. You can come down to our 73 deg- average degree temperature here in central Florida. We've got a hotel, the Aloft in downtown Orlando, which is a beautiful business traveler hotel right in the heart of downtown with everything you could want within walking distance and some incredible locations to shoot from giant murals like all kinds of really cool old buildings and so i'm going to be teaching uh lighting and posing in the studio bure is going to be teaching lighting posing off camera flash on location using awesome beautiful downtown orlando and we're going to have a get together at the end of the night we're going to have like food and drinks and it's going to be a great time this is march 28th in Orlando, and there's an optional second day where I'm going to invite uh, the first 10 attendees who sign up for Inside Out are going to be able to also sign up to come into my studio for the day after, and we'll spend the day at my studio covering business, marketing, SEO, Google Ads, the whole nine yards, all the stuff you need to get your photography calendar booked. And so it's going to be a really excellent time. We are about to launch that page live where you will be able to sign up to come and we are really looking forward to it. attendance is limited Ray. it's limited yes there's only going to be there's only going to be 30 people yeah it's 30 spots only we're going to keep this intimate and then we're going to split the class and right. everybody's going to get to t- take take the class with me and and with Ray. and so the way it's going to work is that we're going to we're going to we're going to teach the classes twice so mm-hmm. in the morning gary takes 15 people and i take 15 people and we work and we do the whole morning session and then we break for lunch and then we come back in the afternoon and those people swap places. Mm-hmm. So you did Gary in the morning, you do me in the afternoon or vice versa. And uh, it's going to be like four hours. How many hours? Like four or five hours? It's going to be the whole day. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I'm awesome. talking about for each, each person. Class. Like, yeah, it's think- going to be so long. I, I'm worried that I'm going to run out of stuff to teach you because nah, so right. I'm going to. So go. So we're gonna go. We're gonna go out. We're gonna have a model. We're gonna. I'm gonna teach off camera lighting. I'm gonna teach different. I'm gonna teach uh, headshots on location. I'm gonna teach working with natural light. Uh, it. We're gonna be in some bad lighting situations. I'm gonna teach you how to overcome them. Uh, so yeah, it's gonna be great. Really. Yeah, I'm really, great. really looking forward to it. And uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna have a couple of other 
kind of casual things going on around it. I think we might have like a sort of a casual meetup the night before for people who are coming in a day early, which I highly recommend. We have a special room rate locked in at the Aloft Hotel, which is going to be, I mean, you're not going to be able to stay in Orlando for less money. That's not in the location it's in. It's in an incredible, it's right across from the beautiful brand new Performing the Arts Center, the Dr. Phillips Center, right next to City Hall, right on Orange Avenue in the middle of downtown with every restaurant and bar you could possibly want to go to and walk up. It's going to be awesome. And as soon as that goes live, I'm just waiting for one thing. Uh, is it the picture that you I just me need I your picture? I just need you to send me the picture I asked you for, and then the site can go. You on. were very specific last week, and you were like, "No big hurry on this. You, you got a couple weeks, and blah blah blah." And then, like the next day, you did your picture. Here's my picture. Where's my? Where, yeah. Where's yours? And I'm like, "Whoa, whoa what happened? Do I have a?" It week? was after the weekend. What are you gonna do? But uh, yeah, so that's we're, it, realistically though. Seriously, get me the picture. But we're gonna probably launch this. <laughs> the plan is for me to shoot it this week. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be after after Christmas. The site's going to go live, and you will be able to register for this. And I hope that uh, you bombardiers will, will, will take advantage of a great opportunity to bring your family, which is going to be awesome. Bring your family down to Central Florida. You could spend a couple of days with us and then go off to that, that, that awesome, totally not crowded, amazing place that is Disney. Although I highly recommend SeaWorld because SeaWorld is like one-fifth the price, and it's never crowded. You could go on every ride in like three hours, and you get to see dolphins. So, like, Listen, you if you don't mind spending a little bit more money, go to Discovery Cove. Yeah, and swim with, some, swim with the dolphins. Yeah, Discovery Cove, you get to swim with dolphins, and, 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 and there's giant pool and lazy river and hammocks and free, foo, free food, free snacks, free beer – because mm. it's owned by Bush, so it's all free. All that's free, and they allow a limited number of people in every day. So when you go to Discovery Cove, it's like being at a really super super nice resort, except it's not full. Okay, so so for twenty twenty three, Inside Out is going to be at Discovery Cove. Yeah, it's just it's cool. <laughs> Have you ever been to Discovery Cove? No, uh, uh-uh, uh, no, I went. We went when we when I first moved here. We went to Discovery Cove, and it was like you look. You know, there were places in Discovery Cove where you're hanging out in a hammock, drinking a beer, and you can't see any people. You know, Sounds amazing. It's, yeah, it's like being in a super, super big, nice resort uh, in the middle of Orlando, completely secluded, and you can swim with dolphins, and, and there's all kinds of stuff. Yeah, So very cool. come, come see us at Inside Out March 28th and 29th, and uh, visit Discovery Cove after. you. Can- yeah, well, there's, well, the thing is, there's like package tickets, I think you were talking about, because you were talking about SeaWorld. It's the same company. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, SeaWorld, we, go, we go to SeaWorld now more than we go to Disney just because the passes you buy, the passes are like $100 a person for the whole year. And, yeah, and uh, if you drive, and usually if you get like a SeaWorld pass, you also get like a free pass to Bush Gardens in Tampa. Yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep. So They're just giving, it, giving it away. Yeah. It's a, for, as, as far as price for value when it comes to going to a theme park, the Bush Gardens parks really do give you a lot for your money. I will also tell you, though, the last time I was at SeaWorld, the orcas looked pretty sad. But Did they? <laughs> well, that's a whole other discussion. <laughs> sad orcas. Okay, let's, uh, let's get into it. All right, it is uh, time for uh, photography news. Photography news. news. Photography News brought to you by the good folks at RetouchUp.com. Just sent off uh, 10 pictures to them last week. You know, they're pretty busy this time of year. So if you're using RetouchUp.com, don't be surprised if it takes more than 24 hours. Usually it's 24 hours, but of course, the Christmas season hits them just like it hits everyone else. So don't freak out if it takes uh, if it takes 48 hours for you to get all of your uh, oh, files is that all? back. Yeah. At this point, it's 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 December what like seventeenth or something like by the yeah. t- like at th- if yeah, at this point you're screwed anyway. Yeah, it, no matter what you do, if you if your clients are waiting on stuff for Christmas, you done screwed up because it's not yeah. coming. Like it's not yeah. happening. But yeah, you should have this locked down early. No, but uh, we've got tons of orders in with them, and and they're turning them around, and everything looks great. 
Yeah, uh, pricing is simple. It's easy to understand. It's so economical. There's no guesswork and satisfaction is guaranteed. If you don't like something or you want to change, all you have to do is tell them. They will rework it for you multiple times until you get back what you like. This is very reassuring. When you send something off to them, you know it is eventually going to be the way you want it to be. I can't think of that. I, I don't know that I've ever actually asked them to redo something. So so it's not like it happens all the time. But if it did happen, they've got you covered. If they're not allowed to say no to you, so you just keep sending it back. And if you list <laughs> Photobomb as the referral source, when you sign up for a new account, you get a special discount code added to your account for half off of your first five retouched photos. So be sure and check out retouchup.com. Okay. We have to start off, of course, with what is the big news, and that is news from the world of Leica. Mm, hail Leica. Hail Leica. Hail Leica. Leica has introduced a new camera. It's called the Q2 Reporter. Uh, and in keeping with its theme that it is for the, the reporter, the, the person on the go, the person who is working wild in the field. The man on the street, Johnny on the spot. Yeah. It is wrapped in Kevlar. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it's a bulletproof okay i guess I, I guarantee you it's not bulletproof but sure it's a yeah. i guarantee it too it's a kevlar wrapped and it's here's the thing the camera's green which i actually really dig i like the color i love i'm not like all joking aside. <laughs> we make fun of them but i'm like oh can i please get a green fuji it's kind of like a gunmetal color yeah it's so sexy. i gotta admit i'm like oh this is cool uh, but here's what I thought was cool I, when I was reading about it was that the the wrap there, the Kevlar wrap, which is the majority of the camera, is black. But they say that as it is exposed to ultraviolet rays, over time, eventually, it will be the same color as the camera. Mm-hmm. That it will turn green. Great. Which we, in the commoner's world, refer to as mold. Over time, <laughs> over time it will become so moldy that it will look just like the rest of the camera. It's, it's, it'll get its own culture going, with the, and you'll be able to make yes. bread from it. So that's yeah, actually that, very exciting. It's a survival yeah. camera, Gary. Yeah, of course. That's This is what they planned. If, you, if you're if you stuck out in nature for six months, you could make your own yeast culture yeah. and then make bread from it. So that's very exciting. That's good. It has a 47-megapixel full-frame CMOS sensor. Uh, it can The resolution can be changed. There's, I guess, digital zooms. So you can shoot 30 megapixels at 35 millimeters, 15 megapixels at 50 millimeters, and 7 megapixels at 75 millimeters. So it doesn't upsize. Like when you look at, say, like a Fuji camera, if you use a digital zoom on a Fuji camera, it will upsize that image. The Leica does not upsize. So if you use digital zoom, it just gives you a smaller image because it's using a smaller portion of the sensor. I also just love this. The the, the image processor is called the, the Maestro 2. Only Leica... Would be so pretentious as to name their sensor the Maestro. Maestro. Ones maestro. and zeros, please, Maestro. Ones uh, and zeros. Maestro. Maestro. The maestro is yeah. here. I love. Okay, this uh, is this is the best though because first of all, uh, no, all joking aside, this this is a great looking camera and it's a rangefinder. It's a beautiful camera, rangefinder, fixed lens. Uh, what's the lens? One point uh, one point four, one point six. Where's my one, Where's my lens? Yeah, it's a one point eight basically. Yeah. One point eight. One point yeah. eight lens. Uh, this is a wonderful, wonderful camera, and it's yours for the low, low price of five thousand nine hundred and ninety-five dollars. Which I was surprised it was that low. I think that's that's not bad. <laughs> that's how bad Leica. is it that you're like, oh, only six thousand dollars? Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, but it's 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 a Leica though. I mean, it's and it's Kevlar, boo, right? It's covered in Kevlar. Mm. Like you could take this to Bosnia in the nineties. This would be great. Now, okay, this is the important part. This is the important part of the article that you shouldn't miss. The Leica Q2 Reporter will start shipping next week for $5,995. Right. And Leica says, thank God. 
Yes, thank thank, thank God. God. Thank God. A monochrome version of this camera will be will be made available in March of 2022. So, <laughs> so thank hold God. up. Hang on. Don't buy it yet. If you're if if you're holding out for the monochrome version, wait because it's coming in yeah, March. Gross. Don't don't get the version that will do color and black and no, white. No, don't get that one. No, get the one that only shoots. Will in the monochrome. monochrome version be That's more right. expensive, the same price, or less expensive? Do you think? I don't know. But also, two months after that is the version that only every other shot actually works. Ah, yes. Like, no, they actually give you one that has been hit by an actual bullet. <laughs> there you go. And that costs an extra $1,000, which would be great. Here's the thing. If the technology didn't move so fast, you know what I mean? If, if it was a situation where you bought a camera and then it was t- t- 10 years or 20 years before something better came along then the idea of spending $6,000 on this luxury brand like Leica that for the next 10 or 20 years is still going to be premier, that I get. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you buy an expensive watch, it's, it maintains, it, you know, they don't come out with a better watch. You know, watches are watches, you know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. So buying a, a Rolex or, or buying, a, 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 you know, a, a, a tag or whatever, that value I get. But the problem with a Leica is you're like, oh, this and the value and this is so great. And then like three years later, Leica comes out with a brand new sensor that's better than the sensor that you have. Right. Yeah. And, and that's well. the question I was going to ask is, do you think that 20 years from now, 30 years from now, 40 years from now, some of these old digital Leicas will be going for crazy amounts of money like the old film ones? I don't ones know. Are See, that's the other thing. I don't know. But of course, you know me, if they do, that's just ridiculous. I don't I don't see the value because, because it's hard for me to detach the tool from from the art and in this case a tool that no longer is as effective at doing its job as something that you can buy today loses value Mm. period you know so people who spend all this money on an older camera that doesn't take pictures as good as the one they can buy today for you know a tenth of the price i can never get behind that because to me ultimately don't you want a camera that's going to take a really good picture or a better picture isn't that the ultimate goal no it's not for some people. Hmm. Well, all I have to say to that is, hail Leica. Yeah. Hail Leica. Yeah, right. It's a beautiful camera, though. It really is. I, it's I, so know, beautiful. Hey, Fuji, come out with the X100 uh, series that has this green patina. I did. Uh, I would like the, the, the green Fuji body, when they came out with it, was like, the, which one was X-Pro3? And they came out with the green X-Pro3. I, that was almost enough to make me switch to Fuji. I just like that color so much. I was like, yeah. I think it's X-Pro2. I mean, there is no X-Pro3. Or X-Pro3. No, um, no, is it? Yeah, it's X-Pro3 is the one that has okay. the flip-out screen and simulates right. the films. Yeah. Okay, so uh, in Canon news, DxO Mark. We know the good folks at DxO Mark, the ones who put out numbers on cameras right. and say whether they, they're they good the or raw. not. They do the raw. They get in there and they just they have the real numbers on wow. the sensors. They have released their sensor score for the, the, the new backside illuminated stacked CMOS sensor, 24 megapixel sensor from the Canon EOS R3. And it's the highest for any Canon camera in their database with a score of 96. So this is Canon's highest score ever, maybe. Um, it's not as high as some other sensors, but 96 is a pretty big win for Canon. And so basically it says... Um, uh, this is from DxOMark. It says, while we have to wait and see what form a possible top-of-the-range EOS R1 takes, the Canon R3 is certainly a compelling contender for its intended market. Not only does it have excellent dynamic range at key, low, mid, and high sensitivities, it has the best low-light performance of any full-frame camera in our database. Wow. This makes the EOS R3 a very attractive option for Canon EOS 1DX Mark III users transitioning over to mirrorless 
and it's a solid option for any photographers new to the Canon brand. So well, we knew it was a monster. That's pretty impressive. And this is, I think, what a lot of the the one well, one series shooters from the EF line were have been waiting for because they just weren't getting the low light performance they're used to with that one series on the new R. And so that's, I mean, they're really, I think, hitting their target market. And I see a lot of people in photography groups now that those R3s are getting into people's hands, pretty excited about it. And uh, so anyway, that's good news for Canon. That's kind of a win. So nice job. I have other photography news, but we're getting near the end. I don't want to forget to do the other thing that we want to do at Mm. the end. Yeah. So I'm okay with junking everything else I have. Okay. Um, Do you have anything in there that's like so pressing that you're like, we've got to talk about this? It's like people are going to be, oh, they're going to be upset if we don't talk about it. Because just a all quick the stuff note. I have is like, I guess oh. just a quick note Getty Image is going public. Yes, Getty Image is going public. How do you like feel $4 about billion that? $4 valuation or something? Not too bad. They seem to own every picture ever taken. Yeah, yeah. I see like every every picture of every celebrity and everything. It's always Getty, Getty, yeah, Getty. Yeah. So yeah, that's interesting. There might be something to get on. Oh, and here's another nice quick note. We talked about a couple of weeks ago about. How the battery indicator on our Canon on our on our Godox uh, transmitter, mm-hmm. how that always goes really empty, and you're like, it says it's empty, even when a full battery, not. the indicator reads right. that it's that it's low. Yeah. Well, our good folks over at Photofax uh, podcast, yep, uh, Jim uh, and uh, the other guy, Robert. Oh, that's uh, it. Uh, here's the thing: you people people like to think that I'm the expert on Fuji. The, the, those guys, both of them, shoot at Fuji. And they and they correct me all the time. Yeah, we get notes from Jim Felder, especially from time to yes, time. Jim, says, Jim, yeah. God bless Jim, because if I say that Jim would be uh uh-uh, uh no, like the time I said that there was no uh, that you couldn't turn the camera if the uh, if it was uh, tripod ringed uh, on the long on the long lens, you couldn't turn the camera. And he was he was like, yes, you can. There's a little knob. You just left it. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Oops. Uh, so anyway, um, they wrote back. They wrote they text us and they said. Uh, are you, take out the rechargeable. They didn't ask if we were using rechargeable batteries. Take out the rechargeable batteries and put in regular batteries. And so I did. And this was a week ago. And before the show started, I went down and pulled my bag and checked, and it still shows full charge. Yeah. Okay. Good so if know. you're a Godox user and you and that annoys you, just use a couple of of regular batteries in your transmitter instead of rechargeables. Which a couple of regular batteries in that transmitter should last you about two, three years. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do seriously. I regularly, even with the rechargeable batteries, I have left that transmitter turned on on top of my camera over the weekend. So many times I come back in, like I, I change the batteries in it, even with rechargeables, once every couple of weeks in the studio. It's really, right. you know, it's really good on batteries. So. so it's a great little tip. Uh, I know we got a lot of Godex users out there, and and that, and that's what I did. I put a couple of, of regular batteries in that transmitter, and I'll leave them in there, and I guarantee it'll be a year or more before I switch. So them. thanks, Jim. And Richard at the PhotoFax podcast. All right, what happened? Uh, what happened in the group this week? Let's talk about the bombardiers. Yes, let's go to uh, uh, hearing from the bombardiers. I have a couple of interesting things. Uh, Paul Paul Richardson uh, is responding to our talk about the camera lens mugs as giving them as yeah. gifts. Uh, he, he says, picking up on the discussion of lens mugs, can we start a thread of ten best gifts to give photographer named Gary for Christmas? My nomination. And he posts a link to Canon's official teddy bear. So now you can go right. on this Christmas and buy Canon's official teddy bear. Where apparently, this teddy bear seems to have found your safari vest that you threw out, and it is yeah. <laughs> and it is wearing. So it's uh, it's awfully cute. But I this is this is a thing that I think is adorable that I have no use for. But if you pay a couple extra bucks, he comes with his own DSLR and Canon EOS strap. So yes, comes with a camera. Yes, so I guess there you go. Um, here we go. Let me see here. This is a from a new listener. His name is Eric Thiesing, I think. 
Uh, it says, I just discovered the podcast and I'm really enjoying it. About a month ago, you guys were wondering what happened to Minolta. Sony bought them in 2006 to start their camera division. The original Sony Alphas looked a lot like the Minolta film SLRs at the time. Sony A-mount is the same as Minolta lenses. I still have a pair of the original Sony A100s and an assortment of Minolta glass. They're good cameras, even though Sony was largely shat upon by the photography industry until they developed the mirrorless stuff. So, hey, the more you, you know. Thanks, Eric, and uh, welcome to the show. We also have an Imaging USA thread going. We're finding lots of bombardiers are going to Imaging USA. So uh, if you see us there at Imaging USA, feel free, just don't say, just walk right by and pretend you don't know me. There's a pandemic and I don't want to touch you. No, I'm just kidding. Come say hi. Like we would, we love to hear feedback from you guys. So if you listen to the show, just come give us a fist bump or a high five or a socially distant uh, nod of the head. We always, we always love to hear from you. And uh, finally, um, we have some feedback. We talked about last week. It was kind of our seven-year anniversary for the podcast. I just made that word up, though. Planiversary. Okay. I hope you like it. Right. Um, and so we have some interesting feedback. Our friend Kevin Newsom says, "Happy birthday, photobomb." Jim Dwyer says, "That feels like an awfully short gestation period, but perhaps it goes to explain some things." Uh, Jeff Petrie also says, "Congratulations!" And when do we get to hear the next one? Literally like six hours before I posted the new episode. So Jeff, just calm down. It comes out on Tuesdays. Like pretty much like clockwork and then uh david morgan says great milestone thanks you guys for all you've put into it i know i've really enjoyed all the content over the years you've definitely made many a commute just a tad bit more enjoyable and then brian says enjoy that seven-year-old podcast now because when it becomes a teenager look out (laughs) (laughs) which is something i hear a lot about my kids people say that all the time and by the way the mvp of the comment section on this post amy stern Cheers to the next seven, and she posted a picture of her lens coffee mug. <laughs> very topical and on point. Way to be there, Amy. Appreciate you very much. And that's uh, that's it so far from the Bombardier's Lounge. All right. Photobomb is written and produced by Brie Ray Perry and Gary Hughes. You can find the Bombardier's Lounge on Facebook. Just search for Bombardier's Lounge. Bombardier's? Thank you. I didn't know you. I thought there's it was a thing here. It. There's like a whole thing here, Gary. I thought I wasn't doing it anymore. Oh, you're not doing it. it anymore? No. I, okay, I'll do it. I, now I don't a, care. No, I, no, I do. Just, okay. We well need then. some consistency. Our listeners deserve it. Bombardiers. Our our website is photobombpodcast.com. Gary's website is hughesfioretti.com. So it is. Thank you. And my website is burayperry.com. You can email us questions at photobombpodcast.com. We'll see you back here next week. See you later. Ah!